0: Welcome to Better Conversations with me, Siham Sirene, giving you the words and the confidence for better conversations in leadership. That's what I do in each episode. I explore strategies and I love sharing questions and phrases for you to play around with and make your own. This recording happens live at Better Conversations on YouTube, so you might like to chat with me there and drop me a conversation challenge. I want to talk to you about how you can use conversation, coaching conversation skills in a five minute conversation. And very often in our uh, leaders who coach program, leaders will ask, is it do I have to have a full one hour one to one Direct report meeting, in order to use these skills or have an impact in my conversation. Sometimes I'm just really rushed. Um, I've got back-to-back meetings, and um, I just need a quick check-in. So, how might I use um, these skills? Are they relevant? Absolutely. These you can use your coaching conversation skills. In any conversation, uh, in, you know, in any situation, you could be at the supermarket, you could be, you know, in a negotiation, you can use these skills everywhere. But I want to show you uh, just, I'm going to share with you five questions that you might use um, in a, in five minutes, in a five minute conversation with a direct report look at the uh, near-the-moment events. So that might be uh, before a presentation, it might be after the presentation, it might be before a meeting, um, it might be that you've just had a, uh, a planning meeting and you just want to do a quick follow-up with somebody um, afterwards. So um, these are great for being able to just make sure okay are you really clear about what needs to happen was there any ambiguity maybe you didn't get a chance to actually cover something in a meeting um, and um, so but in the interests of everybody's time and so on um, you thought I'll, I'll leave that till later I'll catch up with them after the meeting so um, you'd want to use these or they're most effective Um, when they are near the moment near the event and that can be before or after and that might be either a planned meeting or check-in or it could be a sort of impromptu as I just mentioned it might be we didn't get to that in the meeting so um, I'm going to follow up with you afterwards Um, or could you hang back for five minutes so we can um, sync up or just run through some things. Or it might be a planned one, it might be something that you have had a big meeting with that individual, and you've agreed that you're going to check in on them in a couple of days time to see if things are still good for them. All right, so let's have a look at some other questions that you could use. Where are you stuck? If you're getting the sense that um, they took on a task or an activity, but they're hesitating for some reason, or they express to you that they're not sure how to get started, this is just a really simple, straightforward question to ask, where are you stuck? And then invite them to basically share some of the things that they're not sure about. And then, you know, there you go. You can um, get into that discussion and get them to think about what they could do to uh, get themselves unstuck. Again just to point out here that when we're asking the question we really want to create that space for them to think and talk it through. Obviously in five minutes it's not going to be a major topic or it's not going to be about a long-term plan. It really is a much more tactical um, type of check-in meeting. So you wouldn't do the preamble, you wouldn't have the initial sort of getting them to set the scene, what is it that they would like to talk about, what is it that you would like to add to that agenda and then work through that um, before coming to this point where you're trying to troubleshoot. So this might happen. Um, somewhere in a longer conversation but we can really definitely use it in a quick five minute check-in so where are you stuck just really simple and leave the floor open for them to um, express what's coming up for them all right so that's where are you stuck what's concerning you Um, similar to um, that question about being stuck What's concerning you actually allows us to surface um, some things that we're not 100% sure about. Um, Very often we kind of want to express things that we feel confident or definite about. um, And that's not always the case. And most of the time we don't have that kind of um, clarity or confidence in in a thought or an action. So um, it might, by asking what's concerning you, gives the individual an opportunity to consider well I'm not sure that so-and-so was bought into the idea so there may be other things that they are able to express that are not directly related maybe to their work or their activities or what they're going to do Um, but they surface the things that you think are actually going to derail them or block them because if we think someone isn't bought into an idea for example then we're going to probably hesitate in setting up a meeting to follow up with them Um, and so by asking the question what's concerning you we allow uh, the individual to surface things that may be outside of their control um, as well as things that they feel like they actually I I don't know how to do this I haven't done this before uh, or I'm not sure who to talk to. These can be the things that can typically sit at the back of our minds and they're the last thing to drop, the last thing that we'll share. And we'll only do it when we've got a high level of trust with an individual. So just by asking this, what's concerning you can allow them to share that. It could be that they're just, you know, in, a, in an off state, you know, their, their mind is not in a great space. Um, so that allows for that as well. It's a really lovely, open, um, non-assuming question one of the best. Okay, let's have a look at the next one. Um, What have you tried? And what have you thought about doing? This is a good one, because it stops us from jumping into solution mode for them. Um, It allows us to gather more evidence and to understand what have they actually um, tried to do. Um, Because very often we do jump in with, oh, you've got a problem, let me tell you what you need to do. And we haven't actually taken the time to inquire what uh, they've thought about doing, what did they actually try. And so we're, we're wasting time. Um, but also we are in in that process of just telling them that, you know, you need to do X, Y and Z and, and they've already done it or they've already tried to do it. We are disempowering them. Um, we are not allowing for them to feel heard. And so by asking this question, it sinks you both up as to, where are they at with this particular issue um, in trying to resolve it? It also offers you a chance to, for them to build on it. Okay, so you tried that. What else have you thought about doing? So there's a follow-up question. Or would you like um, some, uh, like to brainstorm about what you could do um, in that regard? Just another lovely one you can get into. And you know what? The thing about these questions is that just allowing that space Uh, And being asked that question can create massive clarity because what it creates is that opportunity to get what's in our heads out and do that uh, verbal processing. So as we talk, things become clear. What we're doing by asking a question is really inviting them to get into that space of, um, okay, this is what's in my head. It may be a little jumbled and that's absolutely fine. But by speaking it out and saying it out loud, actually, it's become really clear to me what I need to do. Job done. And the thing that um, the magical thing that um, a lot of leaders say when they when we practice spot coaching is, I didn't do anything. I don't know what, what I did. I simply, you know, um, asked one question and they seem to have it all figured out from there and that's the beauty of it because individuals do have the answers Um, it's just there's something there that until we vocalize it um, it remains a knot on the other side of that the person who's been asked the question um, they say no no actually um, it was kind of in my head but it was a bit of a jumble but it was really helpful to speak it out So just um, sharing that experience um, of leaders on our course, leaders who coach, when they're going through that. So there is that sense of I really didn't do very much, fantastic, but you did, and you created space for somebody to just get that out. And all it takes is five minutes. Okay, let's have a look at a couple more questions. Um, Why is that important? A really, it's one of my favourite questions. Um, It's clarifying. It helps us prioritise. Well okay, why is it important? And it allows us to list out all the things. And again, just by listing them out, we can go, well, maybe that part is taken care of. But actually, now that I'm talking it through, I'm seeing that um, this other area is, is potentially even more important. And I should prioritize that as the next thing that I do. Just by asking that, it affords us an ability to recalibrate and think about Hmm, what is actually really important here? Also, it allows us to check in with our personal values. Well, it's really important to me because the quality of the work matters. I think we should be putting out high quality work and it shouldn't go out to the customer at a certain, you know, at a a substandard level. And that validation, that self-validation gives that individual the motivation, the emotional commitment to follow through on what it is that they need to do and you giving them that space. And is validating too, so it means that then go actually that is really important. And so um, I was a bit stuck on it because I didn't don't think other people maybe are bought into this. So I need to go and have some conversations with those individuals and see if we can align on raising the quality of it. And that's it. So look, in the space of time that I've explained that to you, these are the thought processes that an individual can have if you ask them that question. All right, and finally what do you want to do next? It's really important that we feel we have control over our work, our actions, and why we do it, and we have that clarity. So by asking, what do you need to do next, means that um, we can prioritize the next, the very next thing that needs to happen to keep that forward motion, to keep that forward momentum with our work, Um, or our conversations or our planning whatever that is and it's not sometimes we procrastinate and we push off the stuff that we we don't enjoy doing Um, and but actually sometimes those are the very things that need to be done next Um, and so by asking this question we allow for that yeah I don't really want to do that just yet it's not my favorite bit of the work but I can see that it's um, there's a dependency on what else comes next and actually maybe that will set my conversations up um, much better if I do this one thing first so for example if I do a sum, write that summary um, of what we've agreed and and email it to them then that sets the conversation up better uh, for when we meet a couple of days time so just an example there just understanding the priority and sequence of things is really helpful so um, again just that question that you could ask um, in in five minutes so let's have a look at um, you know you might use a couple of these you might you wouldn't you may not have time to use all five of them but you might pick a couple of them what's concerning you why is that important or what have you tried? And what do you need to do next? Okay, so you can use them in combination, or you can use them on their own. When we can do this for people, when we can create that sort of clarity and get people unstuck in a really simple, quick way like that, accountability and ownership are much easier to have in place. It means that you can come back to this conversation um, because I can check in on you uh, with your permission and as agreed in a couple of days and see how did it go did you do what you needed to how did that conversation go okay so maybe it was you know 80 percent of it went fantastic but there's 20 percent that we could tweak what does that look like um, and so you can continue that conversation but in all of that what we haven't done is taken away ownership we haven't stepped in and said here's what you need to do um, and discounted what they may have already been trying to do or where they've been wanting to grow in their capability um, we've firmly let it be in their space there they own it uh, they own moving past it and through it and um And that means that, you know, the chances of that follow through and things happening are much higher when we haven't taken away ownership, but we've let them think through what do they need to do. So I hope that's been helpful. Um, Give it a thumbs up if you have enjoyed um, this particular video and um, share it. Um, we all get stuck on these things and uh, in, our, in our effort to help and uh, move things along quickly and the pressure of time that we have um, we can uh, jump into quickly but I hope that helps you kind of slow yourself down and think about alternative ways that you could be in the conversation for that person. And if you would like to learn more, these are the skills of leaders who coach. Um, We practice uh, these activities. We do live coaching conversations and so on so that we can experiment and play around with and see what fits and feels comfortable. Um, And so if you're interested, do check out um, details of the course on our website. And when the next uh, public cohort is. And if you're interested in these skills for your leaders in your organisation, then we also run internal um, company cohorts as well. So uh, do check out the information there. Fantastic. Thanks for joining me. I will see you next week.